From Commander.com, welcome to the Tech Refresh Podcast, where we scour the internet to feature the digital news, gadgets, and stories to keep you up to date. Our promise is you give us about 30 minutes, and we'll make sure you're the -the in-the-know, go-to digital source for your friends and family. After an exhaustive nationwide search to find the right digitally savvy host, they gave up, and you got me. I'm Mike James, along with our distinguished panel of experts, including... Allie, the content queen Seligman. Welcome, Allie. Thank you, Mike. And you said it right. (laughs) I had to practice before we started. (laughs) Seligman, Seligman, Seligman. Uh, So also, uh, Allie, congratulations. Uh, What an honor to have you as our expert (laughs) and employee of the year. Oh, my (laughs) The congratulations on that. News director at Commander.com is uh, Ben Obi-Wan That's Bradley. Welcome, Ben. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a ton of stuff to get to every week. Scam of the week this week is, uh, well, we're going to talk about free Netflix accounts. In just a few minutes, we've got our quick tip. How should your computer be rebooted? And we've got brand new or not true. Allie is likely to fool us once again. Right, Ben? No. No, okay. it hasn't happened yet. No, I'm choosing to forget easy. it happened. Okay. Uh, a deep dive topic is uh, new Alexa features. I'm excited for that. And we're going to start with the news and how iPhone magnets may be affecting medical gadgets. It's about MagSafe. And for those of you who haven't heard of it, let me go back a little bit. Uh, released in 2006, MagSafe was this you know this cool way to keep your Mac laptop safe. It had a magnetic power cord, so if you tripped on it, it wouldn't pull your whole computer down with it. Uh, they phased it out, but it was a surprise addition to the iPhone 12. And so now you have this iPhone with a magnet built in, and it connects to all kinds of special chargers, wallets, and other accessories. Well, ever since it was released back in October, there have been these valid questions about MagSafe's potential impacts on you know, medical implants like pacemakers and defibrillators because, well, magnets and medical devices just don't play well together. Well, now Apple has finally confirmed there could be risks, at at least sort of. You know, while Apple says these magnets might interfere with medical devices, and yes, the iPhone 12 has more magnets than previous generations, Apple says the iPhone 12 is not expected to pose a greater risk of magnetic interference to medical devices than older iPhones. I don't really get that, but, you know, that's some doublespeak. Medical implanted device you might have, and if you're concerned... Check with your doctor or the manufacturer of the medical device you own. Okay, that's good to know, Ben. And then as far as Facebook, we're looking at numbers for sale. Allie has that story. Yes, another day, another reason to be mad at Facebook. A hacker managed to steal about 500 million Facebook users' personal data. No, this wasn't a brand new hack. Um, Back in 2019, Facebook realized that criminals could scrape data. They rushed to plug the security hole But it was too late, and now a hacker says that they have this whole list. Uh, It includes user IDs and telephone numbers from the U.S., Canada, tons of other countries for, again, 500 million users. So if you use Facebook, this probably includes you. Uh, We're telling you about it now because it's all on sale and actually in kind of a clever way. So the hacker set up an encrypted bot profile using the messaging service Telegram and is selling access to the data there. So for $20 a pop, you can get somebody's phone number. Uh, This is done through purchasing credits. You can buy up to 10,000 credits for $5,000. What a bargain. So you send a message to the bot, and you can get someone's contact information. Now, 
Honestly, there's not much you can do about it at this point. Uh, this information is already out there. Uh, there's, you know, this isn't a go change your password situation. But you should be on the lookout for more scams and spammers and especially phishing phone calls because this is phone number related. You might see a spike in uh, phone calls targeting you to rip you off. We have all kinds of great tips over on the website. Um, it's go to Commando, search uh, Facebook data leak, and you'll find uh, ways to keep yourself safe. I can I can assure you we have better security in our building than Facebook does in theirs as far as data <laughs> breaches. All right. Google is testing new tech to replace cookies. What's that all about? We're not talking about the good kind, chocolate chip or anything like that. So HTTP cookies are those you know tiny pieces of data that, that get stored in your browser, and it remembers the, the websites you visited. Uh, they verify your login details. They hold on to your shopping cart so you can come back and finally buy whatever it is. Well, that data is also sold, meaning cookies are responsible for targeted ads. Well, over the past year, you might have noticed that nearly every site you visit pesters you about accepting cookies, and that's thanks to the California Consumer Privacy Act that's supposed to give you more control over your data. Instead of just limiting it to California, though, uh, companies just added it across the board, and I assume people have just gotten tired, you know, to the point where they just, okay, click accept without even thinking. Well, that kind of defeats the purpose. That's the backstory, and now you've got... Uh, three companies behind some of the biggest browsers, Google, Apple, and Microsoft, and, and they're in the process of rolling out privacy changes that will one day completely phase cookies out, replace them, uh, because there's got to be a replacement. Otherwise, companies uh, you know can't make money off ads, and they're not going to give up on that. Well, just a few days ago, Google said the new API that it's been testing has shown promising results uh, to get rid of those third-party cookies, and it's uh, basically, it's a Chrome browser extension called Federated Learning of Cohorts, or FLOC for short. And it uses machine learning algorithms uh, to create a group of thousands of people. And that's the data that it shares for targeted ads instead of a, a specific person's info. Uh, one of Google's product managers said this approach effectively hides individuals in the crowd to keep a person's browser web history private, which, okay, that's something of good news. Uh it's still being tested, so the cookies aren't going away anytime soon, or those please accept the cookie box. I read a study recently, and it was really pretty alarming about if you have enough data points, even from data that's anonymous, if you have enough data points, it was something like 99% of the time you can trace it back to a person. That's crazy, and I'm not surprised. Yeah. Makes you feel a little like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. How many times have you been watching or looking at a site, a news site, whatever it is, and they say this site uses cookies, blah, blah, blah. Would you allow us to, you know, would you mind if we use mm -hmm. cookies or set up cookies? And you want to go, no, you can't use cookies, but then you know you're going to, you, you know, you're going to yeah. get, yeah, new, some kind of new system for that would be mm, much appreciated. All right. Up next, our tech tip, how often should you boot your computer? Uh, we also have brand new or not true just ahead. And a scam of the week about free Netflix accounts on Tech Refresh from Commando.com. We're back on the Tech Refresh podcast from Commando.com. And later on, we'll tell you about a, uh, a TikTok user rally to design a better pill bottle for people with Parkinson's. But right now, it's time for our quick tip. And this is Ben, how often you should reboot your computer. Ben would know. Ben is Obi-Wan. 
There you go. Well, okay. It's become the question of our time. Should you turn off your computer at the end of each day or just let it ride until you absolutely have to, like a forced Windows or other software-related update? You know, regardless of your preferred method, I think we all know which one is better for the life of the computer. And yes, I do turn off my computer daily. You're supposed to turn it off regularly or at least, at the very least, reboot it fairly often. You know, it, it does things like, it, you know, it clears the memory. Uh, it stops tasks that are taking over the RAM and can fix some of those basic issues that are the source of the age-old question, have you tried turning it off and back on again? Because you hear that, that's how you fix your phone. Now That's also how you fix your computer. Well, now at the same time, it's not an all-or-nothing kind of situation. But bare minimum, it is wise to power off or at least reboot your computer at least once a week. Because it all comes down to the sophisticated tech that makes up the machine, uh, no matter if it's a tower or a laptop. You've got the motherboard, the processor, the graphics cards, hard drives, and everything else. And eventually those components will start to wear down. But restarting or at least rebooting your computer will give them a break uh, and therefore extend their lifespan. So and we've got some uh, more about that at commando.com. But yeah, I'm going to climb off my, uh, you know, turn your computer off all the time soapbox, <laughs> which I do do. And I have for years and years now. Allie, Mike, what about you? Uh, a, a few times a week. Certainly if I'm having some kind of issue, if my computer is, you know, uh, being weird in some way, I'll restart it. But yeah, I don't go more than a few days without restarting. What kind of computer do you, ha- do you have? Do you have actually a desktop computer or a Yeah, laptop? I have a Windows desktop. Okay. Yeah. That's why I think it's easy for me to remember is I have a laptop computer on my desk. So when I'm done, I shut it. That locks it down, turns it off, and it's uh, the new one's pretty quick. So I just open it up and get started. How about you, Ben? Do you have a desktop? I used to. Now I've got a laptop that I just it hooks into a docking station. So it, it, uh, you know, basically the. So do you physically like ter- do the power button turn off, or do you just shut it? I do the shutdown from the from the menu. Now I shut it. That that puts it to sleep, but it still leaves everything running in the background. So when you open it back up, everything starts back off where you left off. Uh, so yeah, basically it's like you know just kind of hibernating for the process. But no, I'll go through the menu and click shut down at the end of the day. I think there's a setting that it shuts down when you close it. It turns off, completely off. Oh, maybe I should do that because, yeah, the caveat there is uh, I don't ever shut down my <laughs> Don't laptop. tell Ben. Don't tell Ben. I just Ben. close it. <laughs> it's going to bother him. It's time now for America's newest national game show sensation where you can play and guess is it brand new or not true. Every week, literally thousands of new products, sites, apps, and services are announced in the technology world. Some are destined for greatness. Others, well, not so much. Oftentimes, the products sound so crazy and outlandish and just ridiculous. You sit back, you think, what were they thinking? Now, when playing brand new or not true, we'll present you with three products, sites, or ideas And it's up to you to decide which two of the three are real. And through the process of elimination, we're going to find out which one of the three is fake. And now, oh, Allie has the products this week. Ben and I are back to guessing. Go ahead, Allie. All right. Let me just preface with Ben is I wish you could all see the glare that Ben is giving (laughs) me right now. Oh, man. Okay. He's he, he's focused. He he's is. like focused. He really is. He's in Zen mode. It's either an angry stare or I just need my glasses. I'm not sure which it is. But. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's all about fitness this week. So we're going to start with EMS or electrical muscle stimulation. This has been popular in the fitness world for a few years now. 
Essentially, by attaching electrodes to your muscles, you can get a high-intensity, full-body workout in a fraction of the time of a regular workout. This used to be something you had to go to specialized places for, but now you can do it at home. The YD Strong Wireless EMS Training Suit has this cutting-edge technology to send low and medium pulses to all of your major muscle groups through 20 different electrodes. It's a suit that you put on, and training with the suit for 20 minutes is about the equivalent as doing a normal workout for up to two hours. It's made of four layers of this high-elastic compressed fabric. Uh, It's breathable. It, you can customize your workout through the app. It records all your data based on what you do and then actually suggests a training plan for you. The suit uh, comes with a smart box, and that's what stimulates all these electrodes, and a smart watch that has a touchscreen to monitor your heart rate, your calories burned, and lots of other things. Uh, this has a three-hour battery life, so you can get quite a few workouts out of it. It is expensive. It's $1,440. So for this, uh, the YD Strong training suit, you would like sit on your couch with this thing on and get your... No, you still work out, but it just stimulates your muscles a lot more, uh, a lot more times than it would if you were not wearing it, essentially. Okay, so then the battery pack comes with it. So if you wanted to go to wa- for a walk in this, and can you get different colors or is it just kind of one color? It just comes in black. And it's black. a proprietary smartwatch. You can't like put it on... Correct. Yeah, okay. it's a smartwatch that works with this. With this only. Okay, yeah. next product, number two. All right. Running, especially on trails, can actually be a pretty dangerous endeavor. The Night Runner system looks to solve some of the biggest issues. So first is location. What if you get lost and you can't find your way home? Worse, what if you get hurt while you're out on the trail? The system acts as a compact GPS satellite communicator, taking on the giants like Garmin. Uh, Through the connected app, you can track your location, you can share it with your loved ones so they can see where you are, just check on you. You can send SOS alerts, get weather updates. You can even download topography maps before you leave. Uh, If you often find yourself out of cell coverage too, you can also add on a satellite subscription plan. What makes this one different though is the light uh, that it comes with. So these are lights that you clip onto your shoes. They're rechargeable and they're waterproof battery lights. So lots of runners use headlamps or reflective clothing, but these are a lot more convenient. You don't have to wear anything weird on your body. Uh, They just clip right onto your shoes. They're weatherproof. They can stand up to rain, extreme heat, and extreme cold. They light up to 30 feet in front of you with LED bulbs, and they have little red lights in the back just in case there are cars or you're in an area that's a little more dangerous. Uh, These charge via USB. All these things work together through an app on your phone. And this one is $249. $249, Night Runner system. And uh, so it's just the two lights, or is there a box or something there that goes on it? Or No, all the GPS stuff happens through, it's built into the lights, and then you work it all through your, through your phone, Android or iOS. And go ahead, product number three. Last up, spin bikes, treadmills, they're everywhere. Everybody's been talking about Pelotons, right? But what if you like to box for fitness? That is where Lightboxer comes in. It's a smart fitness platform that brings the ring right into your house. Uh, Lightboxer is a smart fitness platform. It comes with this big unit, which has a large target on it that lights up where you're supposed to punch. It also comes with gloves, hand wraps, and your first three months of a premium membership, which is 29 bucks a month after that. So you can do sessions led by a trainer through the app or through your phone. Uh, you can choose your trainer style, the intensity, the level, all that stuff. 
There's also patented rhythm technology that syncs the lights to the beat of the workout you're doing. Uh, This helps you get more punches per minute so you get a better workout. Uh, You connect uh, through your phone or your tablet to do the workouts. Uh, You can also mirror the content onto your TV if you have the right device like an Apple TV or a Chromecast. This one costs $1,495 and again, a $29 a month subscription fee. But don't worry, shipping is free. The Light Boxer for $1,495. So we got three products. That one, also the Night Runner system uh, for $249. It comes with a couple of lights for your shoes so you can see in front of you and it tracks your location, GPS, all that. And then we have the YD Strong Training Suit. So you can get uh, a great workout in as little as in as 20 minutes, but you have to go work out to get the, it just improves your workout, <laughs> I guess. It just uh, yeah. enhances your workout. Okay, so I'll start with the most likely, I think the boxing target thing uh, for $1,495. I think people would buy that. Seems like a good, fun way to kind of change up your fitness routine. Um, the also, I'm going to say that fitness suit is pretty crazy, but people would probably buy it, um, because they're looking for easy ways to get out of exercising. So I'm going to say number one and number three are the real products. The night runner system that tracks your locations with a couple of lights on your shoes for $249 just does a lot for for the price, I think. So I'm not going to buy that one. I think that's the fake product. Ben, go ahead. I agree with you on the first part. I think uh, the light boxer is real. Sounds real. Like nothing uh, out of the ordinary there. I'm kind of I've kind of gone back and forth between the first and the second. Um but I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to have to say the fake product is the suit. The, the muscle stimulation suit, just because it sounds, I, I know muscle st- stimulation is real and there are these things, pads, but I I don't know. I, mean, I could be wrong, but just a whole suit just doesn't sound real to me, at least not yet. So that's what, that's what, that's what I'm calling fake, number one. Mike, congratulations. You were right this week. I finally, <laughs> finally got one right. The Night Runner is the fake product. Uh, that one was actually a combination of a couple uh, products. The Night Runner shoe lights are real. I added on the GPS to give it uh, an extra feature there. But do they do they do they give you sight for 30? I think you said 30 yards or 30 feet yeah, or something. I just can't imagine a couple of shoe lights giving me They do. Yeah, it's 30 feet. Uh it's 30 feet. They have it's like 150 lumens. They're lit with LED bulbs. They actually seem really cool if you work out at night. But as you run and your feet are going up and down, the light's <laughs> going to be bouncing everywhere. So you're still yeah. Okay. yeah anyway. the uh the EMS training suit is real. That is a real product. It's expensive rightly so um yeah think about like these are like you know say you did a curl and that's just one contraction without the suit when you put the suit on it's just contracting so many more times so it's like you did 10 or whatever uh and then that the light boxer that is real that thing is expensive but it's the price of a peloton it's the same kind of thing if you love boxing it it seems pretty cool oh there's plenty of people that would pay fifteen hundred dollars for something like that absolutely just to get in shape and again like just change up their workout routine uh, some something new. And boxing is really great for, for training. Ben, yeah. 
Now, next week... You know, of course, I knew all along. I did. <laughs> you but just want to do why, something other than me? You know, why break the streak on the same week of the Employee of the Year thing? So I just figured, you know, what's one more week? <laughs> That's it. I know. That is so <laughs> kind of you, Ben. That, yeah, what that is guy. really sweet. That's it for this week's edition of Brand New or Not True. Up next, we're going to take a look into uh, new Alexa features... How to use them, what are they, how can you benefit from them, and also later on the scam of the week and your free Netflix account. I think Allie's going to give away free Netflix accounts. (laughs) Stay right where you are. It's Tech Refresh from Commando.com. Welcome back to the Tech Refresh Podcast from Commander.com. Every week we give you the inside scoop on what's going on in tech. So you're the the in-the-know person and the source of tech information for your friends and family. Every week about this time we take a look in-depth to issues that affect the technology lifestyle. All right, this week I'm excited because we're going to take a look at Alexa, what new kind of features it has and how to use them. Even on this podcast, we've touched on just how useful Alexa is, you know, checking the weather, playing music as an intercom of sorts, you know, the occasional dad joke. And they release new features all the time and like three things just this week. Uh, First is Alexa Guard Plus, which, you know, it was announced last September. It's a premium version of the free service, the free guard service uh, with additions like an emergency helpline if you need you know, call 911. There's an intermediary. What's nice is that new features are coming out all the time, like three things this week. First is Alexa Guard Plus, and this is kind of an add-on to uh, the existing guard service, which uh, if you leave the house, your Echo can listen for noises like glass breaking and alert you if, if it hears something. It can turn the lights off and on uh, to make it look like someone's home. This one, plus, is it adds things like an emergency helpline, and it can play sounds to scare off any potential intruders like dogs barking. Uh, it just launched this week for 5 bucks a month. And you've also got this new energy dashboard that's been added to the Alexa app that's supposed to give you an idea of how much energy uh, your smart home gadgets consume, your smart plugs, uh, anything connected to it, TVs. You know, so you get a better idea of how much you're spending each month on uh, keeping these things turned on. Uh, The biggest thing that I saw this week, though, is a new feature they're adding to hunches. Uh, As it stands now, when you say you you say something like Alexa, good night, if you have a routine set up and it detects a light on in the house that's still on when it's usually not, it might ask you, hey, do you want me to turn this light off? Well, the new feature basically it, it, Alexa won't ask you for permission anymore if if you allow it. So let's say that same light is still on late at night. Alexa might just shut it off. Uh, same goes like if you've left the house. Uh, if certain smart home tech that, you know, like a smart thermostat that's typically set to change while you're away and you forgot to, Alexa could just adjust it accordingly. Now, I'm going to try it on – I'm going to tr- enable it on a few lights in certain rooms and – Instead of like turning them off like I normally do with my voice, I may just kind of let it let it go, and see if they're you know they're still turned on when I get up in the morning. See how it works. You enable it per device, then is that how it works? Yes, yeah. In the app, it'll give you like a checkbox of all these uh, 
well, at least everything that's compatible with it now. So mostly lights and switches and things like that. And you un- if you enable it, then you just have to uncheck which lights or switches you do not want to be part of it. And so I, you know, I'm going, I set it up that way. That was just a couple hours ago, so I have nothing to report yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is all about Alexa, and I think that's kind of an, uh, a neat feature. You know, for me, the biggest part of Alexa and the Echo speakers is controlling my smart home tech and, and device groups for, like I said, the plugs and switches. Like, yeah, I've got this one. It's kind of funny. I'll walk into the to my media room, and I'll just say, Alexa, you know what to do. And it'll turn on all the lights in that room. It'll fire up the projector, uh, the Xbox, which I kind of use as the video streaming in that room. It'll turn on the AV receiver and just and all these other gadgets because I've got it tied in through my Harmony, uh, Logitech Harmony system. So that's my favorite part. Tell me some of the, the things you guys use it for. On the hunches, I feel like, so like you said, she will give like, hey, I think you might want me to do this and ask you a question. And I feel like I'm either delighted by it sometimes, like, oh, yeah, of course, good idea. And it really just depends on my mood because sometimes it's like, no, leave me alone. Stop it. Stop <laughs> trying to do more for me. Um yeah, I don't know how I feel about the idea of, I don't know, it seems pretty low-level stuff, like turning off lights. So it's not like she's going to start, you know, doing crazy stuff around the house. Well, yeah, it's going to be annoying if you're sitting in there and the light just shuts off while you're Probably my there. favorite integration mm-hmm. is with my front door lock because being able to say from, you know, that thing where you think like, did I lock the door or did I turn off the oven? Yeah. That feeling. Being able to be in bed and just say like, Alexa, lock the front door. And I hear the, the lock mm-hmm. click in. Oh, that's my favorite. I just use it for lights mostly, um, just to turn off and on the lights and just get information. Uh, I haven't really even ordered anything on Alexa. Do you guys order stuff no. from Alexa? No. I mean, I have before. Just sometimes they'll have that like if you order an Amazon smart plug through Alexa, it's $5 instead of 25 So, yeah, I've done that a few times, but that's okay. it. That's uh, that's good to know. All right. It's the Tech Refresh podcast. And one of the things we promise every week is to keep you posted on what's going on with the digital life that includes keeping you from getting scammed. So every week we talk about a new scam you need to watch out for. And and this week we're talking free Netflix. Eh, oh, Allie, so sweet of you to give everybody free Netflix accounts. I am for a year. Emails. <laughs> yeah, for one year. And I'm going to give it to you through a text message. No, this is fake. So uh, the scam is essentially receive a text message that says something like, because of the pandemic, Netflix is offering a free year of service to help you stay at home. Click here to sign up. Okay. Repeat after me. Netflix does not give out free accounts. They don't even do free trials anymore, but people are falling for this one. If you click, of course, you go over to a phishing website, you put in your personal information, your, your payment method, uh, and then that goes right to a scammer, and you then will get a thirty nine ninety nine charge, uh, and probably another one after that. So make sure you don't click this. There's no such thing as free Netflix. Um, and also something that I, I just a reminder for these phishing text phishing scams. They usually say things like text stop or no if you don't want it. Don't do it. That's just so they can see if your phone number is active. Don't respond. This isn't going to get you off their list. It's just going to alert them, hey, this is a real person with a phone number. So just ignore it. And you're going to keep getting more. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, just don't click. That's what Kim always says. Just don't click. Archive the email. Uh, Don't pay attention to the the text. Or just block any text like that that you get. Is it more emails or more texts? This one's a text scam. Okay. Okay. Just, just 
block. Just don't click and block it. All right, just ahead, we're going to talk about a TikTok user who rallied to design a better pill bottle for people with Parkinson's disease. That's next on the Tech Refresh podcast from Commander.com. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tech Refresh podcast, heard exclusively on Tech You Should Know from Commander.com. If you haven't already, make sure you click the subscribe button so you get these podcasts delivered automatically every Friday with Tech You Should Know. And that also gets you the special feature podcast, including this week, about, well, just take a look at your phone. You probably uh, carry it with you everywhere you go. Paying attention to all these little distractions on your phone actually is affecting our brains. And we talked to an expert about that. His name is Nicholas Carr. And again, he just talks about how uh, they theorize that our brains are changing because uh, brains need to use – we need to use that brain muscle as much as we can and technology is allowing our brains to not have to remember stuff and they theorize that uh, that will someday affect people's memory and we'll have less memory and it may not take too long. So it's a great podcast to listen to and uh, now we're going to talk about TikTok users and how they rallied to help out a person with Parkinson. Yeah, we talk about the bad parts of social media quite a bit. Facebook. Uh, But there's good happening, too. So let's talk about the story of Jimmy Choi. He is a four-season veteran of American Ninja Warrior. He's got this crazy, impressive record. He's run an ultra marathon. He's run 16 marathons, 100 half marathons. He also suffers from Parkinson's disease. He was diagnosed when he was 27, and he stays active to fight his illness. He shares cool feats of athleticism on his social media profiles, TikTok in particular, but he also talks about his struggles sometimes. And he made a video recently talking about how he has a really hard time opening pill bottles. The internet went to work. A designer named Brian Aldridge came up with a Parkinson's-friendly pill bottle. He designed this thing and then said, I don't have a 3D printer. If any of you do, um, I'll share the files with you and, you know, help me out with this. An engineer, his name is David Exler, got it 3D printed and sent it to Choi. Uh, He plans to ship 50 more units to anyone who needs one in exchange for a $5 donation to the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Research. And Aldridge is vetting manufacturers to talk about mass production and all the money uh, he plans to send to nonprofits to help people with Parkinson's. So what a lovely story, the Internet coming together to help out this guy and potentially could help so many more people. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's great, again, when you hear about technology helping people. And then this is like three kinds of help. Uh, people really stepping up to uh, make a difference, and hopefully it will make a big difference in these people's lives with Parkinson's, and maybe they'll even mass produce it and maybe make a little bit of money on it. There's nothing wrong with that, so what a great idea. All right, uh, if you'd like to comment about the podcast, good or bad, mostly good, send us an email to podcasts at commando.com. Again, that's podcast plural at commando.com. On behalf of Ben and Ali, I'm Mike. We'll see you next time, and for the latest digital news and articles anytime, Go to commando.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.